Hi everyone. My name is Coach Lowe. I am a relationship and mindset coach. I help people heal from narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. Today, I am live on Instagram and on TikTok trying to kill two birds with one stone. I want to talk about your relationship palette, how we create these relationship patterns that we fall into. Um, if you have comments or questions, I can get to those comments or questions at the end. I'm going to be reading from some notes that I took. So I'm new to it. I'm not true to it yet. So I won't be able to check out those comments or questions until the end. So our relationship patterns. The first relationship a man will ever have with a woman is a relationship he has with his mother or female caregiver. Likewise, a relationship a woman has with the first relationship a woman has with a man is the relationship she has with her father or a male, her male, her male caregiver. So let's consider these relationships. Was the relationship you have with your parent a good one? Was it inconsistent? Was it transactional? You know, you got love and attention for doing well in school, for doing well on the football field, you know, when you neglected yourself and showed up as someone else in order to please your parents. Let's talk about it. If you had a parent who made you feel guilt for having wants and needs, which is a byproduct of being a human being, you may have felt like you were a mistake. You may have felt like you were difficult or a burden to others. As a child, this might look like a parent who is always aggressive, irritated, bothered, busy, upset. So you walk on eggshells in an effort to avoid their harsh remarks or punishment. But inside, this makes you feel devalued. It makes you feel ignored. It makes you feel alone. Or as if something is wrong with you because you're always upsetting your parents. So instead of thinking that something is wrong with your parents, you start to internalize this mistreatment and think that something is wrong with you. Like, as adults, if we were to see someone at a gas station mistreating someone else and we saw someone being extremely aggressive with another person, as adults, we can rationally think and say, oh, the person who is aggressive has a problem. But as children, we don't have the cognitive um, ability to rational, rationalize and think logically like that. And so what happens is as children, we will rationalize and justify abuse because we live with these people and we want to feel safe with these people. And if we feel like these people who are our parents who are supposed to protect us are a danger to us, that creates a conflict within the self. So we would rather blame ourselves for the way that they're treating us rather than see that our parent has a problem. So you start to create an identity around this idea that you are defective. So you start to create your identity, excuse me, around the idea that you're defective. I always seem to upset my mom and dad. So I'm a problem. If it's, it's not that I did something wrong. It's that I am something wrong. And this creates a shame-based identity. So over time, you learn to become conditioned to sense the needs of others versus attuning into your own needs and your own wants. You put others before yourself. You people please in order to get your needs met. You do everything for everyone without requiring the same effort in return. Because by now, you're starving from being neglected, unheard, unseen, and from experiencing transactional love. So I want to like use the scripture to illustrate where I'm going. The Bible says a hope deferred makes the heart sick. So let's just say your whole childhood, you had a hope that your parents would show up differently. Maybe that looks like loving you, showing you attention, being attentive towards your needs, being supportive, being safe. But instead that never happened. 
they were stressed out a lot of the times and they took that stress out on you. Now, as adults, we know what it feels like to be accused of something that we didn't do. Well, children are human beings and they have feelings. So as a child, you felt you were responsible for the emotions of others because your parents took their emotional stress out on you, which made it your responsibility as if somehow you created it yourself and interrupted their life by your presence. <laughs> like, so what this looks like as an adult child is being afraid to speak up for yourself. It looks like being afraid to ask for help, always doing things for others or always doing things for or by yourself or people pleasing to avoid rejection, to avoid disappointing others because you're afraid of disappointment. You're afraid of being let down. You're afraid of being too much. You're afraid of being a problem. You're afraid of people. You're afraid of upsetting people. You're afraid of being abandoned. Because what have you been taught? Your needs and your wants create an issue for your parents. So you learn not to have wants. You learn not to have needs. You learn to make yourself small. And this is subconscious, oh, excuse me. So we go into the world as an adult and we think we're going to get, this is what ends up happening when we go into the world. So we go into the world as an adult and we think that we're going to get what our parents didn't do. We're gonna get these needs met in our adult relationships. This is subconscious. We are still trying to meet the need of being good enough and of feeling accepted. Because all you really want is love. All you want is approval. All you want is acceptance. All you want is for someone to finally understand and accept you for who you are. You wanna feel like you belong somewhere. So you carry that as a child and into your adult relationships hoping to meet this need. The problem is you are going into relationships with an agenda. You are going into relationships with a preconceived plan to make someone everything someone else wasn't to you in your life. Kind of like your parents. Making someone else responsible, excuse me, making you responsible for their stresses in your childhood, which was misplaced responsibility. But you're repeating that pattern, that cycle by going into a new relationship, expecting someone else to make you feel better about what you didn't receive as a child. In other words, you have childhood baggage that you're carrying into relationships and you want someone else to save you, to heal, Sorry, I'm getting distracted. To heal you, to heal you from this baggage that you have decided to carry with you into this new relationship. Do you see how that's unfair? But most of us don't go into relationships announcing these expectations because they're unrealistic and they're unreasonable. And honestly, I don't even think most of us are aware that we're even doing this. We just have a hope that's been deferred, this longing. This is why it's so important to heal. Because this is why it's so important to heal before you go into relationships with someone, because if you don't heal, you are looking for someone to fix issues that they aren't responsible for. Because the hope for love, attention and validation, it never went away. It's just been deferred. And that's why with each and every heartbreak, do you notice it feels more sickening? It feels more depressing because that hope has been deferred and been deferred and been deferred for so long. Each time you meet someone, you think that you finally arrived at this destination of love. I'm finally going to get recognized. I'm finally going to feel this sense of belonging. I'm finally just to be reminded that this is another false start and it's painful. And this is because the love you're looking for, you're not going to find in anyone else. You must give it to yourself. But we don't want to. 
We don't want to go inside because we're looking for something on the outside to fill us on the inside. We want someone else to do the work for us. We want a quick fix. We want a drive-through result in this modern-day culture. So when we don't find love in all the wrong places, the hope continues to be deferred. So instead of being with ourselves, processing our emotions, self-healing, getting a coach or a therapist to help you work through some of these issues, what we do instead is distract ourselves with television, partying, games, drugs, alcohol, sex, and other relationships. Trying to reach a new result with the same behaviors and habits. Would you continue to take a test that you have failed multiple times if you were in school? You gonna just keep taking that algebra test? No. Or would you pause, go home and study and then retake the test? Especially if it's costing you money every single time. Well, let's look at life in the same way, herb school. When you keep failing in the same area of life, for example, you keep failing at relationships. What is this costing you? It's costing you your emotional health. Health. It's costing you your physical health for some of us. It's costing, it's costing you your mental health for some of us. And it's costing you your relationship with yourself. The more we go through dysfunctional, toxic relationships, the more our self-esteem and confidence declines. The more we struggle to trust ourselves and the more we struggle to trust ourselves and to validate our worthiness. When you keep getting the same results in any particular area of life, maybe it's time to pause. Maybe it's time to stop and study. That might look like not dating for a while. That might look like getting to know yourself for real this time. That means building a relationship with yourself, having a relationship standard, creating boundaries, and healing the memories of your past. Otherwise, you're going to continue to get the same results with the same behaviors and the same mindset because there hasn't been any really, there hasn't been any real change. It's not all women and it's not all men. These are your relationships. You are choosing these people to be your partner. People don't just become your partner. You have to say, yeah, you can date me. And that's how they become your partner. So I want you to really think about what are you choosing when it comes to relationships? Why are you choosing these people? Why are you making excuses for abuse? Why are you rationalizing and justifying poor treatment and behavior? These are questions we need to ask ourselves before we, I mean, when we get out of a relationship and before we go into a new relationship or situationship. The thing is, you're still seeking love and acceptance and a sense of belonging in other people. But if you validate yourself, if you love yourself, you're already the standard for what that looks like in any other relationship because you're giving it to yourself. So that desire is fulfilled. Some of the, like, this is a harsh reality for some, but this is a reality for some. The first time you experience love might be the love you give to yourself. Like, that just might be something to consider. It, it's, it may not come from anyone else. No one else is going to save you. This is reality. This is not an hour movie where Prince Charming comes and saves you. You know, like, 
it's unfortunate that we live in a culture that kind of like um, manipulates us into believing that love is this quick thing and like, oh, we mean we fell in love. You know, when, when it comes to movies, I want you to consider something. Movies are an hour to an hour to two hours long, right? They're trying to fit so much information within one to two hours. Yes, of course, they're falling in love quickly. But love, real love is a choice and it's an intentional commitment. And a lot of times that takes time. Ooh, I think that's why a lot of us don't want to work on ourselves because we think it's going to take too much time. But how much time have you lost already? How much time have you wasted repeating patterns and dealing with the same type of man or woman in a different bodysuit? The interesting thing about this is when we're in these relationships, we are dating. When we're in these relationships where we're dating toxic or abusive people, we don't mind giving them time <laughs> you know we don't mind giving them time to change their behavior to stop cheating on us to start respecting us or you know show up correctly and appropriately like we give them all the time in the world but when it comes when we we will we will have so much hope for these people but when it comes to ourselves where is the hope where is the commitment to self Aren't you deserving of the same love? Aren't you deserving of the same level of love, commitment, and attention that you offer others? It's called reciprocity. We tolerate what we silently accept. And the reason why so many of us have accepted these things that are intolerable and abusive is because we have a relationship palette for it. It's familiar. You know, going back to how I started with our childhood, it's familiar. We've seen people disrespect each other. We've seen parents hit on each other. We've seen them hit on us. And so we have normalized the dysfunction because we couldn't in our childhood process that this wasn't right, that this wasn't healthy. And so we told ourselves, oh, mom's just having a bad day. Dad is just, you know, he doesn't show emotions. And we've made these behaviors acceptable. And so we will accept them from others because we accepted them from others. <laughs> we have conditioned ourselves to believe that this is normal and acceptable. The only person who can change our story and our narrative for our life is you. You're the only person who can change it by becoming awakened, by awakening to these things, by analyzing these things, and by taking intentional steps to change so that you can experience a new changed reality. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. Does anyone have any questions? That was supposed to be like 20 minutes, but it seems like it went pretty. Hey. Let me see. Well, y'all don't have no questions. If you guys want to work with me, information is in my profile. Um, I'm, relation, I'm a relationship coach. I can help you. Did you I do have a bachelor's degree in psychology. Yes, I do. And I'm a certified life coach. If you want to cultivate a new mindset, um, behavioral health. I study psychology, and I'm sure that's in there somewhere. Um, but I do like to just... I love psychology. I love the way the mind works. I love, and a part of psychology, like, is understanding the root causes. So this is how, like, I'm obsessed with root causes. Like, I'm obsessed with why I do what I do. It's funny, like, in my, when I, my first psychology class, she was like, 
why are you here? She asked like the whole class and everybody said, because they want to help people. And she said, no, it's because you want to help yourself. <laughs> and honestly, that is the truth. It's because we're, we're looking to like understand ourselves. I mean, and you don't understand that, but like, that's why you're looking to understand yourself. You're looking to get to know yourself, but we think it's because we want to help others. And I, she was absolutely right. Like when I, because it all starts with self, the more I'm self-aware and the more I like know of myself and I know this is interesting like you hear this stuff all the time like I heard all the time oh you gotta love yourself you gotta like you gotta do it for yourself first and it took a long time for me to get it but it's true because when you like I had posted something the other day and this girl talked about it she said if she treats her home with respect you're gonna follow the leader you're gonna treat her home with respect because of the way she treats her home it's the same thing with ourselves if you treat yourself with respect, if you don't break, like, uh, if you don't break commitments with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, you will not accept people lying to you. You won't. You're going to be like, I don't play that game. If you treat yourself with the, the, the best way that you can, that doesn't mean you have all the money in the world. It just means that you offer yourself the best. You're not going to take someone being inconsistent with you because you're not inconsistent with yourself. You see what I'm saying? But when we lie to ourselves, you know, we tell ourselves one thing. I want to date um, a high caliber person, a person who is disciplined, yet we're not disciplined ourselves. It's just not going to happen, you know, because that disciplined person is going to be unattractive. He's going to be like, you don't even like, what are you talking? We're not the same. You have like you. The thing is, this is why we attract. We attract what we are. We attract what we are because we will put up with what we are. If we talk to ourselves crazy low key, if we're always, you know, struggling with negative self-talk, we're going to put up with someone talking to us crazy. But if you don't talk to yourself like that, if you show yourself grace, if you love on yourself, if you offer yourself a, a bunch of self-care, you know, and, and you show yourself um, compassion when you make mistakes, guess what? When a man or a woman comes into your life and they're on that narcissistic stuff or they're on some toxic stuff, you're going to be like... I don't because you're you don't do it to yourself. So you're not going to allow it from anyone else. It really is true. We really are the blueprint to how people treat us. And when you start treating yourself better, it automatically elevates the energy around you because you won't even put up with it. That's why, like you ever see celebrities around celebrities. That's not by accident. It's not because, oh, access denied. It's because they have reached a certain level and they're just not going to, like, they're so serious about their life. You see what I'm saying? You got to be serious about your life. When it, even when it comes to relationships, you got to be serious. It's only Life coaching is for adults. I'm an adult. I'm in my late 30s. I'm about to be 40 soon, okay? <laughs> like, life, life coaching is for children and adults. I'm not going to just say it's for adults, but it's for, it's, if, in case, are you in New Jersey? No, I'm in Puerto Rico at the moment. Um, but life coaching is for everybody, you know? And honestly, I've, I've had coaching and I've had therapy, therapy. As a life coach, I get coaching. Like, it's, just like they have um, coaches, sports coaches, right? To help them, like a, a basketball, someone who's on um, a basketball team has a sports coach to help them become better skilled at basketball. It's the same thing. I'm a relationship coach. I'm going to help you become better at skilled at relationships and at life. It kind of intertwines because you get a general uh, degree in um, life coaching or you get a general certificate in life coaching, but you become specialized in what it is that you specialize in. 
Um, you don't have to have a degree, but I do have a bachelor's degree. Um, yes, I, I do mostly coach women, but I have coached some men too, and they are extremely grateful too. I mean, at the end of the day, we are the same, you know, I know that men have like, I'm not going to say that men are a little more logical than women. Okay. We know that, but at the end of the day, the search for love, the search for belonging is the same. We all want that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, we all want to be accepted for who we are. And, um, all of us are not all of us, but I would say a great deal of people on this planet. Okay. Have experienced some type of trauma, you know, and sometimes we don't even know that it's trauma, like, especially growing up in black households, like some of the things that our parents said and did was just not appropriate. And Unfortunately, we rationalize that because, you know, like I said, we'll say mom just had a bad day or she's just stressed out or I needed to be treated like that because I was a boy. Maybe not. <laughs> you know, maybe you didn't need to be hit upside your head with an iron. Maybe you didn't need to be drugged. You know, like, you know, sometimes we see even siblings fight. Sometimes we see our parents fight. Well, if your partner fights you in, a, in your adult relationship, there's an aspect of you that believes that this is normal because you saw it. And nine times out of 10, our parents don't come to us and say, you know what? I shouldn't have drugged your mom like that. I shouldn't have hit your father like that. They don't say those things because they just expect us to get over it. I'm just saying in some households, that's not all households, in some households. But what we don't address, you know, we accept. And kids silently, like we don't, Kids learn from observation just as much as they learn from words. So, I'm, I don't know if there's a degree in life coaching. I I went through the Jay Shetty certification because I love Jay Shetty. He's on this platform. You guys can follow him if you want. J-A-Y Shetty, S-H-E-T-T-Y. He has a life coaching school, and that's where I went through. But I don't think you technically needed a, a um, I don't think you, no, my name is, my name is Lo, okay? It's short for something else, but you can call me Lo. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely shoot me a DM. You don't have to put it here. Um, and you can email me. My email is available. It's in my profile or um, what do you guys call that on IG? Um, but it's basically the same thing. It's in my profile. You can definitely shoot me a question. I answer questions all the time. Mm. TikTok, y'all quiet today. <laughs> you, y'all be coming with the questions. <laughs> no problem. So yeah, um, any questions, any other questions? Well, if you guys want to stop repeating patterns, if you want to cultivate a new mindset, if you want to stop, Ooh, if you're just tired of yourself, I knew it took me being tired of myself. Like I got tired of repeating patterns and I was like, something has got to be wrong with me because man, <laughs> you know, um, that's what it takes though. It takes like, because a lot of times I think that we don't even realize that we need to change, you know, because we have strategically placed people around us who confirm our own beliefs. So, you know, you get out of a relationship and all your girlfriends are going to say it was his fault and all your bros are going to say it was her fault. You don't have people who are actually challenging that way of thinking. So you're not cultivating a new mindset. You're just falling into the same patterns. And what do you do? You get out of a relationship and nine times out of 10, the last 
the current girl is similar to the last girl. You know, like people who always date aggressive men or people who always date women who, you know, use and abuse them, you know, financially maybe. Um, it's because there is something that we need to look at deeper within ourselves. Again, a question to ask yourself is, you know, why am I choosing this partner? You know, what is the price that you're paying for dating these types of people? And when you've paid a heavy price, like when you're tired of being emotionally drained, when you're tired of being mentally drained, you'll reach out. You'll reach out and I'll be here. Mm, I was referring to this show by Ted. Do you, no, I don't know who Ted is. But thank you, Ted. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Um, I'm about to go. But yeah, shoot me a DM or email me. I would love to connect with you guys. Thank you, guys. Bye.